Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're a body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Hey, Ministry, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. Double V, the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, me too, Nico Luro. Shout out to all my Nicoholics. <laughs> I do laugh every time I hear that. Okay, guys, here we go. This week, we will be talking Elimination Chamber reaction. Paul White joins AEW. Tony Khan, uh, Tony Khan named Booker. Uh, I will get... Okay, let's start again. Elimination Chamber results. Paul White joins AEW. Tony Khan named Wrestling Booker of the Year. Raw named Worst Wrestling TV Show of the Year. First World Problems with Peacock. Hmm. Okay. Bit of a slow news week. Let's call it the Meltzer edition. I mean, you, you could call it the Meltzer edition, but there was... But, uh, yeah, I mean, after Elimination Chamber, let's be honest, the big show made big news. I, I, we'll touch hmm. on that after. But let, 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 let's hit the Chamber, which... Which was an interesting show for me because it's the first time I've had to watch it while kind of double watching something else because, yes. Um, what were you double was, watching? I was watching Chamber and I was also entertaining the missus because it was a, a, a promised day together or an evening together. So I was like, yeah. That's a late evening, you know. Yeah, but Sundays are late for me. Doing what I think he was doing. At no, 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 no. I yes, said I was double. No, no. <laughs> I'm, checking, I'm watching Daniel Bryan. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, um, it was not. No, there was no yes movement happening around that time. Um, it was. Let's see. What, I can't even remember what film it was. We were watching a film anyway, but yeah. So At it that was time, like, that's a late film, <laughs> bro. My Sundays are ridiculous. You don't even want to know. You don't even want to know. So it it, 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 it kind of starts after ten on a Sunday for me. So it's it's a weird, it's a weird detail. That's why. <laughs> Be very cautious trying to approach AJ on a Monday, people. Just, 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 just a word of warning. If you see me, just, just acknowledge quickly. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so it, it was an interesting one. And <sighs> prediction-wise, I, I, I'm happy. I, yeah, I, you didn't I, do badly. I, I, my, 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 my thing is, um. Sasha Banks, as much as I have love. Anyway, we'll, 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 we'll touch on it. But Sasha, I love you. And Miz, I no, yeah, Sasha, I love you. But I'm going to go against the grain. And Miz, I always, I, I've learned to always bank on Miz because he's just. Yeah, but we didn't bet on Miz, so it doesn't. Matter. I know, I know. I should have stressed on it, and it doesn't matter because I didn't actually say it. Listening back to podcasts, I, I brought. I know you didn't. Man like AJ trying to finesse me like Brad Pitt in Snatch. <laughs> There's a specific community he's referring to, but we're not going to be that offensive. But no, like, listen, honestly, what bugged me is because I know I brought up the thing and I was like, hold on. So, screw it. You definitely raised it. 
I don't, and this is why I'm like, right. it became like an entire subsection into itself where we lived. Well, it we went into fantasy booking. How will Miz, yeah, it was a fantasy Miz booking essentially. Yeah, and actually, the one I came up with was damn good. Miz cashes in on Roman and shocks the world. It would have been. It would have been. You know, it would have been. I think it would have been fun play. But then it's one of those things that you have to start saying to yourself: Is that person actually going to be moving? Show X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. That's the only awkward part because unless you're in Charlotte Flair, you're not allowed to win a title and be on the other show. <laughs> you know, it it was an awkward one. But let, let's run down the card and we can just give our reactions as as plays there. Yeah. Um, I don't have them in order. Uh, I've just got them in the order that we we went over them in, based on how I think it was CBS Sport was posting them up. L- let me try to do this in order. So we started with the Men's. Elimination Chamber number one contender match, right? Yeah, yeah. we did. Which was interesting uh, because just, I I'll thought it... Remind, I'll just remind everyone what we picked. So Big Tone uh, went with Kevin Owens, which... Love Big Tone. I thought that was a stupid call. Um, both yourself, myself, and Den all went Daniel Bryan. My heart was telling me Cesaro. And there was a huge part in this match where I was like, fuck, I should have listened to my instinct. <laughs> he did put on a show. He put on a show. He really did. I mean, they all did, to be honest. This is what I liked about this, is that they all did. But yeah, continue. Um, but yeah, no, that is everyone, yeah. Did they? Are you, who who did you beef with? I mean, Jeff. But we're talking SmackDown. No, I thought you meant the Chamber. What? Okay, for King Corbin, man. And I'm a King <sighs> Corbin fan, but. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because I was going to call you a Corbin out, and I saw a complete different Corbin there. Um. <laughs> It, it, it's uh, UK people don't understand that, but um, it, it's a weird one. That I, I don't ever, and I've said this before, I don't have a beef with the guy, but there's polishing that needs to be done, and that's why I always see King Corbin as a mid carder. Like, no, no offense, he, he needs, bro. There are certain parts of polishing. Like, does he have an awesome move list? Yeah, but there are certain delivery cells, and it, there's something that just doesn't. And he was in there. Let's be honest. With some very, very established vets. Like, let's not underestimate some of the guys that he's in there with. Oh, God, no. You're right? He never would. But, but he, 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 as much as he's seasoned, he's very green compared to some of the guys that are in there. Very green. Like, a lot of he's them have great. got a very so, so, this for me is a little bit like the Marcus Rashford syndrome. Because Marcus Rashford, okay, th- this is a, a football, if you're listening in the US, a soccer um, analogy. Marcus Rashford has been around for a while now, right? And then when he's not performing, people are always like, oh, but he's a kid. And it's like, in other, and you translate that to wrestling, it's basically he's still very green. It's like, yeah, but he's not. He may be an age given that Rashford's only 23, but he's been around for a while now. And Don't get me wrong. That to some other great football players, like Michael Owen was scoring against Argentina at age 18 in a World Cup. If you're good enough, you're good enough. Well, this so is it. This is it. Green thing, right? But then I say, look at Jungle Boy. He's green as fuck. But you know, there's a there's a there's a uh, superstar there. Do, do you know what? We're not in the early years of Corbin anymore, man. No, no, no. But I when I wear it out, because I, I never in no other discussion would I ever say that. 
Never would I say that. But I still believe there is some polishing. What happens to Jungle Boy? No way. I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that completely. But I'm just saying, can we fucking get there now? Can we please pick he up needs to, but he, he, yeah, diamond? This is the, this is the thing. But then it, sometimes I wouldn't even say it's TV time because he gets a lot of TV time. I don't know what it is he needs to do to get over. You know, when you like, when you bring up someone like Jungle Boy, the thing about these guys, the Jungle Boy is like new boy Jeff Hardy. You know, he's a new version of it where he they they get over by selling. Like, when you're a big guy like Corbin, there's just a few bits he needs. Do you know what he needs to do? It's weird, but he needs to do a certain move that will catch people's attention to then pay attention to the rest of his move list. It sounds stupid, but you know that you get Braun Strowman doing something like a nip-up, and you're like, whoa, 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 a man of your size shouldn't be doing that. There's something he needs to do, and I don't know what it is. I'm not asking him to nip-up or do a moonsault, but there's something that Corbin needs to do that's not expected from him that makes people sit up and pay attention to him, and it will get him over. I don't know what it is. We had that, the dog food with Roman. If they'd left that story with him dog fooding Roman, you've just, you've just jetpacked. It would have been a certain edge, but did you know what? It was, again, it, it was at a time where he was, yes, he was King Corbin, but had he been, it sounds so weird to break it down, but it's all to do with packaging as well. He was in one of the worst attires ever. And it's like, I can't take this guy seriously. Had he been dressed the way he is now, it sounds stupid. But there are certain ways of packaging a guy that will sell him to you. And I'm not saying it has to be anything. Steve Austin made a fucking killing out of a leather waistcoat and black pants. There's nothing to it. But at the same time, you just don't need to look like a gimp, which essentially is what the original King Corbin get up looked like. It just didn't. See, sound. I actually thought when he was uh, corporate Corbin time, if they'd given him a, bit of a push there, that would have been. Bang yeah, on. that's what I thought. It was really weird because it was like he, the hair was receding. He cut it down. He came with a new look. It was like this is who you need to push. Push that guy to the moon. We probably would have had a champ out of him already. Yeah, agree. And a serious contender to the title. But yeah, okay. Going back now into the actual chamber match itself, and not, you know, Cesaro for me stole the show. It was a great match. They all put on a show mostly. Um, Sami Zayn played the sniveling weasel again so fucking well. He's, he's, he's owned it. He's mastered it. He has fully mastered it. He really has. Um, Jey Uso, I'm surprised, got a few nice spots. And, you know, the, the eventual result was obviously Daniel Bryan winning, which three of us called. So that's yeah. a point to you, a point to me, and a point to Dan. What was really interesting about this, because we're going to move on to match two now, is I had wondered when they opened, does this mean Daniel Bryan gets a chance to recover? Which is what he alluded to. Yeah, I know, man. Okay, do you know what? Because I'm where I am, I'm never too sure if my intent's frozen. Um, You know, Daniel Bryan alluded it to it on SmackDown. I just about heard that before coming in, is where it was... Maybe you should have given me a better chance to rest. You know, maybe the big dog, the, 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 the the head of the table should have been the main event. But no... He came up for the second match. Interesting. I never saw it that way. I, the moment they presented it to me, like he's going to have to defend, Roman's going to defend the title against the winner of the cage that same night. I was like, he's just going to come out immediately after. There Bro, was no if, amount of selling that was ever going to convince if, me otherwise. If, no, if the match was even match four, I'd have been like, yeah, it's coming out straight away. When it was match one, it makes you go, oh, they're going that way. And it was like, no. Because <laughs> I always thought he was coming out straight away. Always saw it. I, like you go back, you listen. That's exactly what I said. But the minute they went back and went match one, I was like, ah, this is interesting. Will they? And they didn't. Which to me is perfect selling because it's exactly what you needed to build a fast lane feud. Which is what I also alluded to. But yeah, I, I um, 
Yeah, it was awesome. He came out. And it's such a fucking waste of time pay-per-view. It's because they do one a month, isn't it? It's because they do one a month. But this isn't even one a month anymore. Well, it is. Well, it's not, because Fastlane is three weeks before Mania. But it, it's March and April, isn't it? We're talking early April. Yeah, come on, we're putting its jaws. You want a proper fucking calendar month. Not a, you not do, a... but what I'm saying is in, in a WWE program, especially in whatever they're selling to Peacock, which we will be touching on later on, I'm sure, but they're saying every month there will be a pay-per-view. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one. Work out with us for 30 minutes. Feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. So even if fasting isn't part of it, they need to acknowledge it on in the pre-sale of the deal that every month in our calendar there is a pay-per-view, excluding takeovers. Mm. I get it. I don't need to see Fastlane. You have one or the other. To me, you have Rumble, a pay-per-view, Mania. I've never done Rumble, two pay-per-views, and Mania. It just doesn't, it doesn't oh, yeah. work out. Really weird. Put it this way: Rumble itself is the road to WrestleMania. Now we've got two speed bumps along the way. It just doesn't feel right, and you have to. You're now selling the story. You're overselling the story because it's not just the weekly programming; it's the bits on top of that. You know, you have to hide the papers. Yeah, I agree. Like for for me, like you've got your two Rumble winners, right? And Elimination Chamber almost works as like a perfect way of building up the rest of the mania card instead of being presented as, as you just rightfully said, a speed bump. So like, riddle me this, right? You've got edge and Sasha winning. So uh, sorry, edge and Bianca winning. It took them fucking weeks to announce what we all knew was going to happen. So that's not the best booking on their part, but I like, the, I like the fireworks around the, the point of the logo. Yeah. Yeah. The pageantry is always with WWE yeah. is on point, but the actual storytelling yeah, side... Yeah, we near it. You can see it. Right you know this, this doesn't count as long-form storytelling, WWE. Get it wasn't it. Chris Benoit turning up on Raw to challenge Triple H and Shawn Michaels. I, I agree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, with the Rumble, we knew Edge is going to challenge Roman. Sasha is going to be challenged by Bianca. Cool. We've got two other champions that need a match. Thank you. I Why just, are please. the Elimination Chamber cage matches with the other woman and the other man not number one contender matches for the other Mania spots? Thank it's you. such a fucking no-brainer to me. It spells itself out. And as I said, the other one that I would have done, if, I mean, I, I know they only do two Chamber matches, but if I, if I, in a fantasy world of selling a third, I would have had someone from each brand take on the women's tag champs because that title's defended on all shows. That's the only other oh, book I love that idea. Love that idea. 
Love it. You know? That's the only other match I would love to see. And other other Asian Chamber, but it's so obvious. Oh, hold on. He's gone raw. Hmm, guess what? Maybe we should find out who's challenging the Universal Champ. Oh, she's gone SmackDown. Who's challenging the WWE World Women's Champion? It, it, it's there. Like, you've clearly got two blatant chambers out there, but they don't acknowledge it, which is mm. weird. Yeah. Yeah. But despite the fact that it's essentially booked incorrectly, in our humble opinion, it did still turn out to be a good pay-per-view. I don't want people yeah, thinking no, no, no. this was a fun pay-per-view, no doubt. It had good it it had ups, it had downs, it had good surprises, but the re- it's just, again, it comes down to this, y- you know what, if something's obvious, that's not bad. But can I, be honest? can I be honest, and answer me this in a very weird way. And uh, I say this for those who... It's not that Elimination Chamber was bad, but there is a heightened excitement when you're betting against someone. But each match means that much more when you do a prediction card like we do the week before. You know, no, it does. It absolutely the night before. It really has the tension. You're like, I, I can't lose, I can't lose. And you really, you know, it, it, it brings back an old-school wrestling feel. And I, I, yeah, just for anyone who, who's who kind of like missing that, I, jump in on with us. Like, honestly, I put them out on Twitter and Insta. Even if you want to physically write in and you want to be tallied up, like, hit us up anywhere. I'm more than happy to, like, include you so you feel something in it. You know, it's, it's it, no, this is it. But, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. It was a good match, um, card, sorry. But again, we have to go back to the fact that the original Chamber was because you had five people legitimately believing they could challenge a champ for his belt. Yeah. Now you have, oh, yeah, all right. former champions will be in the Chamber. Stupid. Doesn't exactly work. Followed by, but again, it works. What happened for SmackDown perfectly works. But again, it goes back to the point of, Maybe it would happen if Edge had already announced it. So now the champ doesn't have to be in there. We need to just determine his contender. It- but you can, bro, you can just see it, you know, because they always nail their, their, as I said, the pageantry, they always get on point. You can just see the way that, you know, it, it, I can just see the promos. You know, you get someone with an epic voice in like John Bailey and or, or fucking Bruce Buffer, whoever the fuck, just someone who's got an awesome presence in their voice to cut a, to cut a, a video uh, narration promo. And it's like, two of the champions have now been decided on the road to WrestleMania. Now the next step on the road to WrestleMania. Who will face the remaining? Blah, blah. Who will face the women's? Blah, blah. You can just see Sasha versus Bianca. Um, Edge versus Roman. Find out who faces Asuka, the Raw Women's Champion, and Drew McIntyre, the Raw Men's Champion, on the next step on the road to WrestleMania. You can You know, six contenders, only one will survive the Elimination Chamber. Like, it's there. <laughs> it's it's the next there. step on the road to WrestleMania, yeah, exactly. not the fucking exactly. beat bump. It's exactly that. Exactly that. After the number one contender match, uh, so three of us called it right again. It was yourself, myself, and Dan all picked up a point. Then we, Roman versus the winner, irrespective of when that match was going to be in the show, we all knew Roman's winning. (laughs) (laughs) That that was right on the wall. Yeah, so that was... I'll give Daniel Bryan his credit because 
Okay, I'll be real. I, I, cards on the table. There was not a single second I bought into that submission. <laughs> I was like, the way he put it on was fucking amazing. The way he snapped a spear and literally contorted himself into a submission was beautiful. And I said last week, I'm not the biggest Daniel Bryan fan, but that was graceful as Fuck what he did. That was a beauty of a move. But there was not a single moment where I was like, oh my God, who am I doing? It's like, Roman's going to kill you. Listen, the, the problem we have, the problem we have is that that is ultimate booking for Brian, right? And when you know he's getting towards the title, they kept swerving him. So it's like, but my God, look at what he's doing. The, the, you know, these great feats he's overcoming, it gets there. That's why the build up to Yes or Mania was absolutely awesome. In a time when you know that the head of the table, is the head of the table. It doesn't mean, like, it works, but as you said, it's like, it gives you a, <gasps> but you're like, but Roman's going to fuck you up. <laughs> There's no in-betweens on this. You know it. You know it. But that's the Daniel Bryan that you, that you were missing, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. When you were like, I don't get the Bryan train, that's the Bryan train that you did miss. Fine. Fine. I still don't get it. Because as I, see, said, as I said, you have to follow that build-up to the title that he was doing. That's what it, 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 a moment in that match against Roman where I was like, he might do it. I was like, every second that you haven't lost this match is another second that you die. <laughs> like the tribal chief, oh, Roman Reigns, you are my tribal chief. Every second that you are not either asleep or down for a three count, you are pissing off a large Samoan. <laughs> some, some islanders scare the fuck out of me. Roman Reigns scares me. Haku scares me. Let me throw some shade out here. Tamatonga, not so much. <laughs> I can't take a man seriously who cuts promos and I don't believe, despite the fact that he's got a grey beard, that his balls haven't dropped yet. It, 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 it's funny. You got a really high voice, man. Hey, I'm Tamatonga. I'm going to fuck you up, Holmes. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Do you want to locate your testicles there, Tammy? Tammy Tonga. Put it this way, right? Especially considering who their dad is, I'm definitely not going to throw shade as bad as you did, but hey, you've already been there. Uh, (laughs) I could remember that when he was a puppy dog. I hope he never fucking finds that tweet now. Exactly, and as much as you want to call Tammy Tammy Tonga, Tonga. Tammy Tonga, I'm not. But so, 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 yes, but if he says, Dad, please find that man for me, he may have something to say. Proof that he doesn't have balls. <laughs> no, but let's put it this way. It's when you have certain legacies, when you have a beast that is Roman Reigns, when you do have monsters that are Haku, a.k.a. Meng, it's kind of hard to buy into the Jey Usos and <laughs> Tamatongas out there. And you know what they are about? still legitimate guys out there. Like They are legitimate. This is going to be a thing now. Tammy Tonga is not head of the Bullet Club. He's just head of the, he's just head of the B Club. Okay. I'm not endorsing that. that it's, it's one of those things that you, you, you ride that way. Yeah, let them. Just to acknowledge that the ones know a lot better than that. If you disagree, just because someone's from a certain place doesn't mean they're naturally hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. Gates off of hinges. Rock is scary. Roman Reigns, look at him. (laughs) 
Look and listen to him. Run. <laughs> Do the same thing to Tammy Tonga. He's not so scary. <laughs> He's kind of, you know, like when I get really angry and I go high pitched, and I'm up here. That's how he is as normal. <laughs> he's just not an intimidating man. It's like he he's he's an OAP whose balls haven't dropped yet. <sighs> I, I believe it. I, I believe it. Tammy Tonga, but it's just because I've listened to some of his promos in the last few days because his Twitter game is on point, right? Oh, it's strong. It's like, strong. For a man with a Twitter game this good, I need to go and listen to some of his promos. I was like, Oh man, the spoken word is not as good as the written word for you, is it? I'm gonna to have to go back. I, you know, it's not. It's not any. It's not a secret that I'm not the biggest New Japan advocate. I don't like. I don't know everything that's happened in the Tokyo Dome. I don't have a beef of it. I just don't follow it enough. Is all I'm saying. So I'm aware of who Tama Jungle is, but I can't be like his strongest Tammy, defender. Tammy. You stay there. I, I, that name's never there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I can only watch back and then come back to you. Probably next week I might be like, how dare you put some respect on his name. But for now, I just have to be like... Listen hmm. to the pitch of his voice. Nia Jax, there's another Simone. Not scary at all. Which moves us on to our next match. <laughs> Funnily enough, the match that cost you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, what I said last, uh, the previous week was that... You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I.com. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. Knowing WWE and knowing Vince McMahon and knowing the fact that when they find something which is, it doesn't even have to be good, just something that gets trending. In this yeah, case, a hole, right? They take a sil- they take a slate concrete block and they smash you over the face with it until your nose, jaw, and eye sockets are all broken. They beat you over the head with the same thing again and again and again. Now. Logic would say that there's no way you should be making Bianca and Sasha tag champs just before running at Mania. If it was any other promotion, that would be my line of thought. WWE, it doesn't apply. I've seen them do yeah. ah, I've seen them do dumber stuff than that in the past. I could so easily in is I could had the whole not been around, it's not a far reach for me to say so. Bianca and Sasha in our tag teams, then they lose it at fast lane, and that's why they're extra beefers for Mania. Like it's you can see it. Come on. Bro, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, I think Yeah, but bear with me a sec. WrestleMania twenty three, I believe it was John Cena versus Shawn Michaels, and I believe they were tag champs at the same time. Like it wasn't out of the question. But continue. 
exactly my point. This is not, you're proving my point. I'm saying this is not beyond the realm of possibility in the WWE booking system. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's the sort of fuckery and shithousery I expect at this stage. Mm-hmm. But the whole. They yeah. love the hole. They love that big Samoan hole. They love the hole. <laughs> the hole has been mentioned on every fucking promotion too many times already. And they're going to keep talking about the hole. They've even got Raquel Gonzalez talking about how she's going to put her big foot up the Samoan's big hole. Right? They love the hole. Now, because they love the hole so much, there's no way that the hole and Shayna Baszler were going to lose. And that's what I said. And that's what happened. Do you know, do you know what? Do you know what actually was my swaying? And I didn't actually bring it up, right? Was do you remember? As well as it being that is a normal card that you can expect of tag champs, and this is where it leads, and that could be, you know, it just a friendly competition kind of thing. It, it would have been over friendly. But I, I can see they're now trying to play with Sasha being the heel as of this SmackDown, which was just a bit weak, personally. But do you know what also got me? Do you remember Survivor Series? Bianca lost not to. by an inch. Yeah, by an inch because she just threw Nia over. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of thought their, their elevation, they, I mean, they're done smart. They didn't get, she didn't eat the pin. It was the champ who essentially is one, the most established person in the ring there. But I actually thought they were going to work on a, a, a hint of redemption for both of them. Like, put it onto a steamroll like these lot are absolutely untouchable. No one can stop them. Um, Bianca gets that revenge she was looking for from the last time. It, that's the, that was the thought process. It was a weird one because, I agree with you. The whole was all over the place. It's, this is this is you know it's the ultimate trend. And then again, Gonzalez and um, oh, why is she gone from my head? I was going to say Tegan. It's not Tegan Knox. Um, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai, completely blank there. But Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were a heel, and again, that kind of works. Is that they've got a, a championship match? Let's t- let them take on the faces, and it would have really built up the steam for Sasha and Bianca as. You know, the Royal Rumble women and the SmackDown women's champ are absolutely dominating everything. Essentially, Sasha's just come out of doing that with Bailey, which kind of said to me, it may not happen, but I thought, let's give it a shot. And sadly, it didn't happen. But it's fine. It's fine. I, I can live with it. And yeah, congratulations. But I do hate Reginald. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> you hate Reginald? Storyline-wise, I hate Reginald because that was the reason oh, why I lost my point. I don't know. Him as, him as an actual... Character is is awesome, and his move set. There's a lot more of Reginald to be seen than just being a sommelier. Like I need to see him in the ring properly now. But I just uh, feel bad for Carmella because, like, she was supposed to be rebranded, repackaged. Along comes her sommelier, and next thing you know, her sommelier is on TV every week. Every week, he was on again this week. It's like, all right, Reggie's the star here. I see. So give it, give it a minute. Rebranding and re- repackaging was absolutely pointless. Th- this rebrand has never worked. They tried it with Emma, with Emmalina. She came back as Emma with a slightly different twist. They tried it with Liv. She's right back in the right squad. Just give it a bit of time, and you're gonna hear F A B. Yeah, and you know the 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 princess of Staten Island will be back. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. 
yeah, man. I love that version of Carmella, Princess of Stanton Island. I love that shit. It's the way, but you know, it's they they had to try something every now and again. They get every now and again they try the the gimmick remix and and take it up there. Sorry, bear me a second. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, they try the gimmick remix every now and then. I appreciate that. But <laughs> as I said, the sommelier seems to be reigning supreme in this case. And as you said, Reginald, oh, daddy, he's got a good set of moves. That boy, you can tell he's from Cirque du He is an all-star, all-flying, swinging little crazy man. I love him. And he's basically aligned himself with Sasha Banks now. And they've actually got quite good chemistry. Like, yeah. The the chemistry between Sasha Banks and Reginald, the way that she's telling him every week, you don't talk for me. And she's got this great little back and forth with him of you don't talk for me. Like it actually works better than what he was doing with Carmela. I like Reginald the Sasha Sommelier. Yeah, listen, it all works. It all works, but it you know, it's one of those things that um how can I say it? It's, it cost me. <laughs> Essentially, it cost me. I've got no other argument that it cost me. I, there's nothing. There's nothing bad of it. And put it this way, it's it's the um, what was I going to say? It, it it adds to the boss character, isn't it? As a heel, that's the kind of character she needs. So I'm down with it. it I'm absolutely down with it. It is making yeah. her. Um quite heel again though i have to say she just she's just a heel sasha there's no way that that smirky fucking smarmy smile she has and that <laughs> laugh there's no way that that's a face laugh it's just can, can, can i be honest i mean it, she had to she had to go face because bailey had to be the heel in that feud hmm. but let's be honest the miz who i know you're gonna argue with the miz Dolph Ziggler, maybe not so much, but Randy Orton and Sasha Banks are born heels. They are just born heels. You can cheer them with faces, but they are at their best in heel mode. Hmm. It, it just is what it is. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. So, yeah, that match, uh, Big Tone called Bianca, eight, uh, Bianca and Sasha. You called Bianca and Sasha. I called the hole in Shayna Baszler and then called the hole in Shayna Baszler as well. And so, Den and I both picked up a point there. Right. Up next, we had... So, I'd like to start off by... We, we missed on the pre-show because Keith Lee effectively pulled out of the triple threat. Yeah. Um, and... So we had like a, a kind of a fatal four way thing going on in the in the opening show in the in the pre show. John Morrison won that, and by winning that, he won Keith Keith Lee's place in the triple threat. Now, the moment I saw that happen, I knew that you and me were right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that kind of leaned for it. Um, in the world, I actually saw Morrison winning because I thought the way they'd run a. No, 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 the, the match. I knew Riddle was taking it because th- there were two things in my head, right? There were two things in my head. One, when Benoit was unavailable for the first ECW pay-per-view, John Morrison stepped up and beat CM Punk. Uh, but I saw him, with, more than anything, I saw Riddle. I wasn't going to change my mind on Riddle because I know where the story's going. They need Keith to win later. He could have, it could have been Morrison and Keith would have still kicked his ass for it. But, but Keith is our next US champ. I'm stating that. But more than anything, I thought they wanted Morrison to win the Fatal Four because the promo would be, 
I'll be US champ, you'll be WWE champ, we've got this kind of thing, you know? But... There was that, yeah, there was a little bit of that that crept into my head, I'm not going to lie, but I also thought, no, they've had Riddle being bitched by that animal. But this is the biggest problem. Now yeah. you get the payoff, and here's how you get the payoff without hurting Lashley. Yeah, and you know, more than anything, which is one of the things that I not... You're not... You've said it, but people have alluded to it a lot more than you, right? Is It just shows that sometimes these stuff work out because Riddle went in, right? But before that, the whole world believed that Riddle was buried. But now there's the excitement to believe that the dawn of Riddle... like it, it, The moment you wanted for Riddle's there. And I, th- th- this is one of the funny things that we always say, losses aren't there. Like it, It's not the end of the world. Sure. The losses aren't the end of the world, depending on how you take the loss. And I'll, I'll go back again to Kushida losing to Gargano the way he did. Loss over as fuck. Or, funnily enough, we're talking about Riddle. Riddle losing to Thatcher in that in that mental cage match, that pit match they had. What did you yeah. and me both say after that? Riddle lost when we both said when he arrived on SmackDown, he is over as fuck. Right? Yeah. So a loss doesn't mean a loss, and that's why WWE need to get smarter with their booking and stop giving us outside interference, DQs, and the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Like, there are ways of getting people to lose clean and still put on a good match and still put that person over. And what annoys me is that it's the same promotion that does this thing right on NXT and then just doesn't have the gall to do it on its on its main show. It's like, no. Anyway, that... It's a whole different fucking think piece on what's wrong with the booking system. Um, we can do a whole episode on that, literally. But you say the dawn of Riddle begins. Do you know what? What scares me, right, is that this Riddle that we're being presented now, this Riddle's never main eventing WrestleMania. Ever. He's too caricature He's too cheesy. Too, too comic booky. Do you know what I think is happening though? Is Riddle is it, basically this generation's Hurricane Helms at this point. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, but there is something about Riddle, and I, I, I kind of got. Away. I'll be honest, actually, there's, there's two things about Riddle that's hit me: is that match, and recently I'm, I'm, I'm on an incredibly stupid mission. Um, do you remember? Look out for it, guys. There will probably be a, a, a monthly acknowledgement. I'm steamrolling through all the roars of every promotion, actually. I'm trying to steamroll through it to see how they performed. And the first, I've done the. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will, but we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. First episode of Raw, and him versus Lashley was actually my match of the night on that Raw, even though he lost. And there, there, there's, there's enough of a skill set that I think can get him over, and there's enough of it to be that there's a US champ riddle, which is there, but when he wants to get serious, I think a decent deal to that moveset, kind of like your Roman Reigns, will put him up onto the next level. You need to stop with your fucking heel turn predictions. You, you do not get the right to do heel predictions anymore after Nakamura. 
Like that but listen to me. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Forget whichever way you want to look at it, right? Nakamura wrongly called. Tucker wrongly called for sure. Like where the hell is he? Is he even still in the company? But Take more to the point with this one. <laughs> I remember I said that about someone once and it was the, the reaction I got was disgusting. But um, what I'm getting at is how do you remove the caricature? How do you make him get serious? That is no, the, the no, same no, way that you don't need to make him serious. Here's the thing Riddle has always uh, the MMA UFC throughout history has always had its laid back surfer boys who can throw. Real yeah. fighting has always had that guys like Uriah Faber, who's one of the greatest lightweights who has ever walked the earth, full on cornrow. San Diego's fucking, yeah, man, yeah, bro, surfer boy, full-on surfer, bro, who could throw. Riddle could have been what what Uriah Faber was to the UFC, who was the proper San Diego beach-style hippie beach boy, right? Riddle could have been that. Just because you're a, yeah, bro, right on, man. You know, just because you've got that kind of surfer boy vibe about you, you can still be a badass. I'm not saying no. Like with the whole is that they've heard this fucking thing and they've done their usual. They've doubled down, double down, double down, double or nothing, double or nothing. It's like, let the man say bro naturally because it's part of his thing. It's part of his persona. He looks like a fucking surfer boy. He's got the persona of a surfer boy. I buy the surfer boy, but the fucking he's gone from being surfer boy to being stoner. If we're, if we're yeah, I get it, but, this, but, but do you get what I'm saying? But now, if you're trying to elevate him... serious. You can have a no, fucking no. boy champ. You can, but for me to now recognise the difference is awkward because they went too far. But this is why I'm saying it needs, it needs to take a switch to legitimise, to take it to I the next level. This riddle, that's why I said this riddle is never going to headline WrestleMania. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But do you get what I'm saying? So it's it's a matter of the pendulum has to it's overswing one way, now it has to overswing back the other, and then it will gradually find its way back down. I, I don't. That's think all I'm calling. Go heel is, I don't think making him go heel is. I'm, listen, it's, it's it's nowhere near that anyway. You're, you're still talking at least six months to a year before anything. Him, I think you need to remind people how fucking good he is. You need to move away from the bro thing and double down on how good he is as a wrestler. Because yeah. if you don't, if you're a sort of passive wrestling fan who, who you know, passive's the wrong word, but if you only watch Raw and SmackDown and you've not seen Riddle on NXT, you will not know what the fuck we're talking about here. You'll be like, really? The stoner dude? He's that good? Yes. Riddle is awesome. He's just not mm. being booked properly, guys. Like, he's one of the, I know we all say pound for pound Cesaro is the strongest man in WWE. Riddle can't be far behind him. Like, have so, to be fair, some of the feats of strength that Riddle do for a man his size. To be fair, that statement was made pre-Riddle. So that statement was made. That statement about Cesaro was made pre-Riddle. So, That's what I'm saying, pound for pound, I wouldn't put that that title past Riddle because, bro, he literally. Have you seen when he does that? You know, rooted what I call like a rooted German suplex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, ben, Benoit, Lesnar, everyone, when they do German, they've got that kind of momentum. You know, they take pop the hip and throw back. Riddle literally goes without popping a hip, just lifts from the shoulders and goes backwards. It's like the upper body strength this guy must have is on another level. 
Add to that, he's a vicious, vicious fighter with his with his MMA background. Like he can throw. He's got Nakamura levels of kicking and punching, and he's a great submission artist. Like he's got it all. He really, you know, if you actually promoted him as a kind of like you've done with with Drew, it's like yeah, he's cool and charming, but you, you don't fuck with him. I'm not saying Riddle's got that don't fuck with him presence, but he's got a don't fuck with me skill set. And that's what worked so well for him in NXT when he was like, you do you, bro. And then it would fight. And then you would see that switch. It was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just need to uh, give him some solid fucking matches and step out. Let him bro, but don't make him say bro six times every time he's on camera. Do you know what the problem is? is that- or how about the bro show, bro? It's like, stop it. The Hardy Bros. Oh, <laughs> like stop it! But no, the the problem you have is on NXT. Appealing... Like, stop it! <laughs> on NXT, you're appealing to the 16 plus. On Raw, you're sadly appealing to the 12 plus, if not. So it, you, you, you're essentially you're you're essentially trying to attract the like if you, you're trying to make Matt Riddle Michelangelo from the Turtles. That's what you're trying to do. That's that's the sell. That's you know? not true. That was the case back when you and me were growing up. The demographics of wrestling on WWE main show have completely changed now. Yes, it's it's changed, but who do they want? Why are we still watching? Because they caught us back then. It's like McDonald's with the Happy Meal. You give a kid a free toy that you've hooked him in for life. You know, this is it's just, it's just the way it, it, it you know. It's, no, but that that's exactly what you're doing. So right now, you're right, it's true. It, as uh, much as they're not watching, it's them trying. With the Lashley versus Riddle versus Morrison match, Big Tone called Lashley. Zero points for him. <laughs> you and me both correctly called Riddle, so that's again a point each. And then the Tech called Lashley, so that's zero points there. Right, the, the Raw women's match. I, I, here's where they lost me. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Because you, we were all speculating, like, who's the opponent going to be? You, I think, brilliantly said they're going to do Charlotte, aren't they? And it's like, actually, that makes a world of sense. It really fucking does. But the one thing we all said... No, Den didn't, sorry. Den said Asgard would retain. But basically, three of us said, irrespective of who it is, Asgard is dropping, right? Mm-hmm. And here's the weird thing. We knew that it wasn't going to be Lacey Evans anymore because Lady got a bun in the oven, yeah? But... <sighs> The fucked up thing, right, is that even, you know, we didn't know who the opponent was going to be, but we did. We were given promos at the beginning of the evening in the pre-show and at the beginning of the main show said Asuka versus mystery opponent. They literally had the fucking graphics up and then the match just didn't happen. Listen, I actually went on to www.com. The whole time, obviously, I put out the post to like be who who's doing what and everything like that. And what made it mega awkward for me this time is that they didn't have it. And then we were like, "Hold on, we're at like Drew. Like, is Asuka going for main event? Like, we were expecting something huge now." When I went there, it just showed, yeah, Ronda. Like, it went to that kind of huge now because why is it overshadowed? Like, with the highest respect to Rhea, to outdo both main stage champs, like you, yeah. you, you're not creating that much of a a wave and um, push to the absolute moon it would, it would have been beyond the moon like let's be honest and i then went back to their page and there were like matches to come and there's no mention of Asuka and i was like huh 
<laughs> and we just don't going to acknowledge this at all. I say it every fucking week, man. I cannot get my head around how dirty this girl's being done. I do not get it. I do not get it. Silent Arena era, the greatest wrestler they had. Post-Silent Arena era, one of the greatest wrestlers they have. It's not on TV. Still one of the greatest wrestlers they have. I don't get it. Bro, even the way that Bianca Belair announced who she was facing at Mania on SmackDown this week, even there they did ask her dirty. Bro, I've seen bare rumbles over the years, and I've seen bare times the champion, like the, the, the winner of the rumble come out, and both the champions will be in the ring, and she's like, hmm. They didn't even do that. They didn't even put Asuka in the ring. Yeah. yeah. It was just no, like, it's well, it's on SmackDown. They're not even bringing Asuka out. Oh, gee, I wonder who it could be. It's like... <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, but in terms of fucking believe, getting me to believe a kayfabe booking, it's dumb. In terms of, you know, let's break that fourth wall down and actually talk. What the fuck is going on here? Because this is getting stupid now. This is actually stupid. She, forget getting onto a pay-per-view. She can't get on TV for a wrestling match. She can't get on TV for a fucking promo that involves her not being picked. It's... it's uh, bro, who has she pissed off? It's not her. It's not her. There's uh, it, it, It's weird, and it's not racial. It's not racial, but there's something in Vince... For a moment, look the, at the, all the number one contenders are at the moment. It is as black as you like, so it's not racial. But there's something in Vince that he just can't sell certain people. Now, Asuka gives wild and crazy promos, but Asuka they are wild and sell. he doesn't need to do shit. Listen, I get it, but to him, it doesn't sell. I, I, I there's, there's a certain mold that fits. I put her as a pamp then. This is the part I can't get my head my head around. There's something that just you, know, you can't it, sell it, Nakamura. It, he doesn't get on TV. He never gets a championship run. I hate it, but at least you're consistent. But do you know what? It, can't sell you. Take the raw bell. What does it? Is it because? And this is a weird one. Does he treat the raw women's title currently as like the IC title of the women's division, which is essentially where? Asian it's weird. Valid one that, but even if, bro, even the IC, cha- okay, look at how they treat the Intercontinental Championship. Biggie's the fucking holder of the IC Championship. I, 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 listen, I can't get my head around that. I'm just, it, it, no it's one, one of those things that you nitpick. It's, it's the way it's, it's nitpicked. Something going on backstage with her, and I don't, I can't. Is she pregnant? Is is she pissed someone off? Is there some sort of contractual dispute and they're not putting her on TV? It, it could be a lot of things. I appreciate that. But I would really, at this stage, like someone to explain to me why the girl can't even get on TV to attend a promo anymore. It's nuts. And you know is- that the next- You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot 
your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. We're a body, and we call that a body block. Take the fourth week off, and then start again. Choose a new body block each month. Have fun. Avoid burnout. Reach your goals. But you're not going to quit on yourself today. You win? Start a body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I You know that the next time she's on TV, it will be a one-time thing, and it will be to drop the title. Oh, you can already see Charlotte's heel turn if you look back at Raw this week. It's, it's, it's awkward. It's awkward. I, I, I don't get it. But when you need someone... She's that consistent card they draw for. When Bailey had, you know, challenged anyone and it could have been absolutely anybody, they sent out Oscar and everyone was like, oh my God, she might drop the title. Like, they know who she is, but they just don't acknowledge it. it it's, I, I, I can't, can't get my head around it. It's, bro, it's, yeah. it's mental. So yeah, even though they were building her up on their own fucking promotion, the match just got abandoned. Yeah. Mental. Can't get my head around Weird it. So one. no one's yeah. point for that. Um, I think we've only got the one match left. Then I do believe so. So yeah, it's the number one. Con- uh, sorry, it wasn't the number. It's the Raw Elimination Chamber match. The match which I was fucking against. Um, because yeah, there should have been at least the women's Elimination Chamber match. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. It's a weird one, this card. Even the, the contenders on paper should be awesome, but it just didn't work out that way because, yes, all former champs, yeah, but then you look at some of the former champs. Kofi Kingston, who got eliminated in seconds, so you know, not eliminated in seconds, got defeated in seconds for his title run. Jeff Hardy, who's not seen a victory. I don't even know if he knows what it feels like to get his hand raised by a referee anymore. Nope. And, you know, it, 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 it's weird, but it's like that. Randy Orton, who's forever feuding with The Fiend, who's just not appearing, so fuck knows what's going on there. And... You could have put, you know, we were saying this last week. The the men's top bottom mid division is is a fucking mess. The women, you very very clearly know who's floating in and around there. Who could be a surprise push? Like you could easily have created a storyline for the women. Do you know what's you weird about Raw? Elimination Chamber match to find out who the winner of uh, takes on Asuka. Most likely you know, would have been Charlotte. But but you know who's on a bit of a fun run at the moment on SmackDown, and I'm really happy to see it. Nobody's meaner than Tamina because well, the post was there yesterday. I'm, I, I'm loving it, but do you know what's weird about Raw? I don't know if you've realised it. The only singles competitor in the women's division on Raw is Nikki Cross. Like everybody else is paired up in a tag team. It's weird. Is that right, Charlotte? It was Charlotte and Asuka as of to take Monday away. But do you get what I'm saying? Before Monday's Raw. When we're talking about the pre, yeah, okay, but this is it. But yeah, so legitimately, the two contenders for Asuka to replace it, based out of that way, because Charlotte and Asuka were kind of tagging and all of that crap, would have been Peyton or Nikki Cross. Like everybody else is in the tag: Naomi and Lana, Mandy and Dana, Shayna and Nia. It's just forever floating in tag. It's weird. I don't get it. Yeah, but by that same token, that that shouldn't have been a stumbling block because if you remember the way that they decided that who was going to be in the men's elimination chamber match 
the number one contender match, they basically put them in a load of fucking tag matches, and it was like the two of you go through, or the other two of you go through. No, I'm just talking. I'm just talking more women in type in general. And then have you know everyone for themselves in the chamber. Um, yeah, but I'm just thinking that their general booking, their general booking is just weird for a raw, the raw women's division. That's what I, I can't get my head around. I know this. I agree. I know you know this. I'm not having. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's not much I can do to retort. It's, it's just an awkward. It's an awkward situation. I don't get it. But yes, I'm very happy to see Tamina getting pushed on the other side. Yeah, thrilled, thrilled, and you know, Tamina Asuka. I would have taken that match all day long. I'd be really excited to see that, actually. But look, yeah. we digress. The fact is, the elimination title match. We all called Drew McIntyre to win, and we all got a point. Yeah, yeah. Which was then followed by the Miz. Had I pushed, we would have got a victory because it, it logic should have all told us, really. But, you know, it all comes down to my main... If it wasn't for my fear of mania and Fastlane being in between, I would have been very, very adamant that Miz is cashing in at the chamber, but... Oh, yeah, 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 Fastlane. yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There's no Fastlane. Hell yeah. It, it just... It, it threw it out, but hey, who knows? I actually still see... I don't know how it's going to happen. Bro, I don't dropping. know how it's going to happen. He is dropping Monday. He is dropping Monday. Listen, I'm the king of don't hurt the hurt business. Like I own that tag, but I don't know. I, I see it at fast lane. I, I, I see it post. This isn't going to be a one week champ. I can, I can see it. If it happens, it happens. I will live with it. Bobby wins. You then need to give Bobby Lashley a title defense. Cause he can't win and then drop at mania. And they are going to put the belt back on Drew at mania. Do you know what I see happening? Essentially, by all means, Drew will say Bobby cost him his title. I see Bobby losing because Drew's going to cost him his match. Fastlane is a number one contenders match, and then we move forward that way. I see Bobby versus Drew at Fastlane. Title defense at Fastlane. I don't know. I don't know. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So then, what you're saying is Miz goes into WrestleMania as the champ, potentially. And it will be to face either Drew or Bobby. It could actually end up in a triple threat. I don't know. So then what's this number one contender match? I don't know how they're going to resolve it, but I actually see I actually see Bobby versus Drew clashing at that point. It could Ooh, be at Mania. Really, really easily. Much easier here. Bobby beats Miz Monday. Miz asks for a rematch at Fastlane. Bobby dismantles Miz at Fastlane. <laughs> Drew faces Bobby at Mania. Drew wins. Drew wins the title at Mania, and then you play hot potato with the title, which is they haven't done for a while, and it may not be the worst thing, but you play hot potato with the title between these two monster men. I'm down with that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But, but my... Drew and Roman have held. Roman needs to keep holding. Like, I'm adamant Roman needs to beat Edge. He needs... Oh, easily. In a Roman brutal fashion yeah, at that. I think they're going to do the fucking storybook ending. It's mania, isn't it? But I think Roman needs to beat Edge um, and hold the title until next year and then beat The Rock. And then, yeah, <laughs> then you've got the ultimate, right? But that's, we've done this fantasy booking before. The only way I can see not hurting the Hurt Business and continuing to support Drew, which they need to do, is play hot potato with the title. Miz is not involved here. We'll see, we'll see. But I, as much as I'm all over it, 
on Monday, I see Miz walking out as champ. I, I... Yeah. And annoyingly, I think you're right. And that will lead further into the fuckery of Raw. That will lead further into the fuckery of bad booking. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's just recap on the scores here. So the final scores of the night in last position, a fall from grace from Big Tone. <laughs> Uh, two points for Big Tone. He got fucked. Yeah, he did. You and Den sc- uh, scored really highly. Um, joint second, four points each. I just won. Thank you, the whole. Uh, five points to me. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Bringing Congratulations. So I've got two different scoreboards rankings now. I've got just a separate one for you and me. Yep. I'm currently leading two to one. Yep. Because we drew the first one, essentially. Um, and guest scores. We've got yourself on zero, Big Tone on one, me on one, Den on zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Congratulations again. <laughs> it's, not been, it's not been awesome for me at the moment. It's not been awesome. I, I, I acknowledge that. But, hey, um, fast lane, here I come. <laughs> it's, it's the most I can say. It's the most I can say. My next prediction is going to be AEW, isn't it? Which is going to be a load of fun. Which is going to be a load of fun for me, isn't it? That is going to be very interesting for me. But well, look, that was a long ass uh, recap of a, of a week old pay per view. But we've got. Let's rush through the news stories. Then we've got fifteen twenty minutes still. Um, yeah. So Paul White joins AEW. No, mostly known as the Big Show, known to a few other people as the Giant. And known to the wrestling, uh, not the wrestling, known to movie fans, is Captain Insano. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, do you know the, the funny thing about it is, for, for a guy who essentially, and uh, you know, I put it out there as a post, I started taking the piss. Can I just say this? Out of all comedy sides, all jokes aside, yeah? I put up a picture of Lex Luger signing because, like, AEW are bringing out all the old WCW guys. That picture has got more likes than I've ever anticipated. And I'm like, 40 likes for Lex Luger in a wheelchair. Like, okay, like, uh, the Lex Express still exists, as far as I'm concerned. But, um, you know, I also put out a post that Big Show's, you know, he's joining as a commentator, Paul White. It sounds so weird calling him by his name. But do you remember? And I wanted to pull this up. Do you remember yeah, no, no, a no, previous no, no. episode? Let me give you your credit here, right? But I don't want you tooting your own horn. Let me toot your <laughs> horn for you because you deserve it. The fact of the matter is, what culture, cultaholics, wrestling bios, everyone has come out this week and basically said, Paul White joins AEW. No one would have seen that coming. And then I think Simon Miller from What Culture even turned around and went, uh, if you think you saw, you know, if you're that one guy who's going to bother lying and say that you saw this coming, you're a liar. It's like, would you know what, actually? <laughs> no. We got one right here on the Ministry of Wrestling and we've got it on recording. I poo-pooed this idea. You said very, very clearly, you didn't outright say he's definitely going, but you opened that door. You said very clearly, I've clocked that all of his socials have changed. It could be a retirement. He could be moving to another promotion. These words came out your mouth and you deserve credit for that because you called this when all of these fucking so-called wrestling experts and pundits and critics and commentators all openly said, we didn't see this coming, and then trying to make themselves feel <laughs> insignificant by saying nobody saw this coming. Well, actually, fuck <laughs> the whole community because AJ, the one AJ, too sweet, throw that out. 
did see this coming. Brother, I appreciate that uh, tenfold. So much so. Like, thank you so much for acknowledging. And the same way I've done it with the Bobby Lashley, I, I just tried to figure out what episode it was. I need to just go back. And I don't open the show and it was a... It is not far back. We're two, three, maybe four episodes back. Go back and listen. It's not further back than that. I'm going to extract it. I'm going to extract it and show the world that we called it. We called that because it was like... No, we. You. You take the fucking <laughs> Hey, it, 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 it's, it's the ministry. It's, yeah. No, no, no. It was, you know, it was just weird. It was like, hold on, this guy's been big show forever. Why is it Paul White? And I'm like, is it retirement or is he going somewhere? But this doesn't sit right. It just doesn't sit right. And there it was. And for a guy who has been, as I said, getting his ass kicked in the dark by Randy and playing Splinter Self, or um, whether it was, you know, just being choked out at the last episode, it wasn't the way for that man, the giant, the big show, Paul White, to, for the career to end. I get that you're passing the torch, but it, it's not what we're looking for. What came next, though, is it was unprecedented. It was not seen. Yes, he's going to be a commentator, but there was talks that he will actually be in the ring. But more than anything, when I saw that post, shared it with our group, and by the time I'm already sharing it on socials, everybody was over it. At first, I thought it was a joke. I was like, what the hell do you mean? I, and for what he's done... For that 20 plus years, WCWWWE, I was happy for him. More than anything, yeah. for that relevance that the whole world was paying attention to Paul White again, I, I loved it. That is That was my take over from that. Oh, he's a legend. He's a legend. He, well, you know, we'll always say that WWE never really entirely knew what to do with him. Not, you know, he got some championship runs, tag, IC, he got some world heavyweight runs, rightfully so, because he is a talent. Um, and you know he's he's a freak of nature, more to the point, which is what they were. Like, he is though, and I mean that in the best way. But and that's what they double down on, of course. But yeah, as far as booking is concerned, it's like they were basically playing fucking chat roulette with him. It's like your face, your heel, your face, your heel. They love you, they hate you, they love you, they hate you. It's like, can you please decide what you want the man to be? <laughs> or at least if you're gonna do one thing, let him be that for more than a week. <laughs> but it was really funny because down your face, raw, your heel. Roll your face, yeah. smack down your heel. It's like, what the fuck? And what happened after that, which was really hilarious, is that the post actually played onto that and they were like, Big Show's final heel turn. And I was like, yeah, you're right, because he just keeps changing like no one ever sees what's coming. It, it, yeah. You know what? One thing I know about AEW is that they would have offered way more money than what Vince was going to offer him now. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Take it. And but you're going to be utilised a lot better. He fits perfectly with what they're doing at the moment. And we're going to talk about that in, not this coming news segment, but the next one. Um, I'll allude to it now. They're not doing TNA and WCW. I won't hear that noise. People are just out there bringing in the old WWE guys. It's the same as WCW and TNA. No, it's not. It's fucking so far away from that. And Big Show is further evidence to that. They're going to bring him in. And I think he's going to be on commentary. He's going to be, I, I understand, he's going to be, have quite a good creative role in their new show, which is called Dark Revolution. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, I'm blanking on the name. Anyway, their new Dark show. I believe he's going to be heavily involved in that. And he's also going to get some in ring time. Are you going out? And if yeah, you it's, it's, whereby you know you're putting people over, fucking great. And you know the the fact of the matter is, right? And we're we're going to talk about this a bit later when when we do the um 
when we talk about actually no we can do it now when we talk about tony khan because yeah. the next news story is tony khan was named the wrestling booker of the year and <laughs> Congrats. No, I disagree with that this does i just want to be open this does it melt and i'm always saying take everything the melts man says with that with what uncle dave says with a massive you know grain of salt massive but i'm afraid he's on point here he's completely on point <laughs> i <laughs> it it sorry it's it, it's it's a it's a tough one for me because I I don't disagree, but I also acknowledge when we first started this pod, mm-hmm. rebranded it and came back, the errors that we acknowledged and saw from AEW. So when I'm trying to take this element now and completely say, you are the outright winner. This is why I'm actually looking back at Raw, and SmackDown and Impact and um. Dynamite. What I'm objectively doing is assessing it month by month. JPW were included in this, and Dana White of the UFC was included. I saw this. I saw that. I I I don't follow enough UFC to be able to comment on it at all. I I couldn't do that. Fucking place. It's in this weird weird place. I acknowledge that. Um, In terms of NJPW, I, I I can't remember the buzz about Wrestle Kingdom last year, which is funny. But that's what I'm trying to do. Is like really just hit home on all of them to really assess because what I'm, I'm assuming Dave has done the same way I'm doing it now is taking it week by week, whether it be promotion, whether it be weekly TV and lock it. So I can't, I just remember the shortcomings that we saw, but again, we were very apprehensive at the oh, time. Look, 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 look. It, we, we, you know, there's no such thing as like a perfect promo for promotion, there's no such thing as a perfect wrestling evening, and I, I don't care. If you take your favorite pay per view ever, there's going to be a dud match in there somewhere. Oh, for sure, right? for sure. So there's, the, you know, we can, you can always look at something and be like, well, they did that wrong, they did that wrong. Shit, man, I said this to your message yesterday. Their biggest fucking mistake that AEW made in the last year was right at the top. It was having the Mox as champ for that long. Fuck, I boring. But the fact I've that watched... look at what they've done over the course of the year. Everything has been a positive. They have. Managed to build the best tag division on the planet. That's beyond a shadow of a doubt. They've got a load of really interesting stables. The elite, you know, the the inner circle. They've got loads of really interesting storylines going on. Um, They've done really good cinematic matches. They've done long-form storytelling better than anyone. They've created arguably the best heel on the planet in the form of MJF. Um, that they've, you know, their other shortcoming was the women's division, but now they've addressed that. They've, that still they, needs addressing to me. No, it still needs addressing. They're not there. They're not there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's be clear. They're not there. Okay, yet. okay. Yeah. They've also opened, you know, but they're acknowledging their shortcomings and they're doing something about it. They've opened the door to have TNA and NJPW in. And bro, week after week after week, you know how I say every week, like Raw is bordering on the unwatchable and the only saving grace on Raw, thank God, was Drew McIntyre. But the rest of it was some weeks to hurt business, but then again, there were weeks where the hurt business weren't that good. You know, Drew McIntyre was the one shining light throughout 2020 on Raw. But 
And Asuka, considering your previous statement. Yeah, Asuka, sure, but when she's on TV. But Drew McIntyre was on TV every week and he was always knocking it out the park, right? Um, fucking AW, man. And, well, you know, you want to go weekly by weekly. Here's a fun stat for you. And I'll, I'll bring in Simon Miller again from What Culture here. Do you know, want to hear a fun stat? Because he does that show ups and downs where he rates every show. Mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. He never gave a down to AW and he's not an AW mark. He's just a wrestling mark. He likes no, I that. Right? Raw gave some downs to SmackDown gave some downs to in the year that AEW has been running, they didn't get it down. So there's a fun stat for you as well. Obviously I'm just using one man's opinion as a stat to reinforce what I'm saying here. I appreciate that, but it is telling because the guy is pretty objective. Like if you see something and he's pretty much on the same school of thought as you and me, he's an old school wrestling fan. Like if you see something bad, he'll be like, well, that's bad. He's given downs mm-hmm. on elements of the show, but the show as a whole, he's never given it a down. So Bro, I think Tony Khan's knocked it out the fucking park. Listen, congratulations to them. In relation to the old stars, you know, your Jerichos, Stings, your big shows, here's where they're different to TNA and WCW. Sting ain't coming in to challenge Kenny Omega for the belt, is he? No, bro, listen, listen. Hulk Hogan never came in to challenge AJ Styles. He was an on-screen persona. Yeah. This is this this is the thing, but what happens is is that you you you've got to remember every minute that Taz is on is one minute Chuck Taylor's not on. Do you understand? In that weird way, and don't get me wrong, there's a, it, it's it, wrestling fans are very asshole ways because I remember in the same vein, I no, I, I say it and I acknowledge who we are in the same vein. I'm the same guy who goes, well, bro, bro, um, Bill Goldberg helps put Drew over. Do you understand? But t- tomorrow, but do you know what it is? I acknowledge all of these stuff, bro. I acknowledge all of these stuff, and I don't have a problem with it. And I know you're going to come out to his defense, but you have guys like Cody, the elite, essentially, who are the management team, who came out and have shit on WWE for this stuff. They they say we are going to be new and fresh, but then you still realize that when it comes to this game of sports entertainment, don't flawed. The WWE model is the model by which you have to follow. You do bring in these old stars to attract certain fans. Do you understand? And these are the elements. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We're all about looking to the future. I'd call that an aspect of it. But, but what I'm saying is it's the same thing that they no, And I call it the model. If you're going to bring in someone like Sting, you're going to get a box. You're going to get a pop. Yes. That, but, cool. but don't shit on it and say we're all about the future. Because when it was that WWE had Sting. No, bro, listen. When WWE had Sting they would ridicule it. As much as they acknowledge him and they mark out for him, it was, oh, they're still focusing on Sting challenging Seth Rollins. Da, 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 da. He weren't around when Sting came into WWE. Yes, but the elite would make these kind of comments is what I'm saying. Do you get what I'm getting at? Ah, these are the comments. It's, it's so it, just, yeah, you mark out, you pander to it, but these are where your words come to bite you. It's the same as Chris Jericho. When Chris Jericho comes out and somewhat wants to be seen as the revolutionary. And this is why Chris gets on my nerves. Like, do I, I still have love for Chris, but he will be the one like, I can't buy into Brock Lesnar anymore because let's be honest, you need to work out a bit more. You you weren't having that same attitude. Thank you. You weren't having that same attitude when NBA wanted to tear you apart. It's these little throwaway comments. It's a bit like Taz with the sloppy shop when it then came out that X amount of people. It's those throwaway comments. It's like, just learn to shut up. There are certain points where Put it this way, Khan is being interviewed by Meltzer. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. You don't... 
Vince lives rent free in a lot of people's heads because he doesn't talk. Sometimes just learn to shut up and your appreciation will be there a lot more. And that's what bugs me with it. Okay, well, th- then, okay, Here, here's something that's very telling then. If the worst thing you've got to throw at AEW is some comments that their stars made before AEW even existed, that further reinforces how fucking no, 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 good no. the promotion's been. But I'm, I'm saying, when they talked about the establishment of AEW and it's, we look to the future, we, you know, this is it. And they, they, are, little... they are! They look are! All their belts. They are still looking back. They are still looking back. That's all I'm saying. I'm not... I... You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I.com. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body. Fun workouts and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. There's no beef. I, I have no problem with them being promotion of the year, you know. I have no problem at all. But I'm just saying, when anyone thinks there's these beefs, it's because of the front comments. It's, again, wrestling fans are toxic on both ends. But it's the way that when when Big Show is up there and into the Lambulance match, like, oh, here we go. They brought in the Big Show. However, now he's like, football fans are just as bad. Oh, death to... Um, Whoever he then like Robin Van Persie. I remember Man United fans hating Robin Van Persie. He signs for Man United. Who needs Batman when we've got Robin? Bro, I thought you wanted him dead last a, week. There are there is not a fandom on the planet more fickle and more toxic than English football fans. Listen, I get it. There, I get it. And the these are the best. That. I've never seen such a fickle group of people in my life, and I'm one of them. I hear you. And listen, we're all in there. And these are the points that we acknowledge. These are the points that we acknowledge. But yes, congratulations. You've really got to throw them. I'm sure you'll agree with me on the Moxley and how the women's division wasn't built enough. Fine. But do you realise that over the course of a year, that that's the worst you've got to throw at them? Some, some I haven't watched enough. Listen, listen, I get it. But these are some of the beefs. I haven't watched enough to be able to go deep and I'm going deep because I'm making a very conscious effort this year to be able to comment on absolutely everything constructively, you know, aside from throwaway comments and leaning the post, I am being as objective as possible this year. That is what you will see from me. But I, you know, I can't, I, I, this is why I congratulate it. I've been excited by their shows. There are some bits, I, I saw box on this week's Dynamite and I was like, no wonder you opened the show. You're weak as, you are weak as, but it's sad. But this shows that sometimes you need to be under another man's banner to be able to be a star, because Mox is nothing compared to Ambrose, personally speaking. It's, uh, certain people can book certain people. Don't get me wrong, conversely, <laughs> conversely, you could be booked under Vince and be an absolute nothing and then shine elsewhere. Mel Hardy's a prime candidate. You know, they, um, No one's perfect. You, and you, you alluded to that too. So that's that. And in this no, awards, we there also... Is no perfect, there is no perfect promotion. It doesn't exist, right? 
every show, every promotion, every pay-per-view, there's always going to be an up and a down. That just, it's the name is the nature of the beast, but fuck me. The amount of ups that AEW have had over the course of the last 12 months is insane. No, insane. I'm done with that. That's, that's good. And on the flip. And you want to talk about like breeding, you know, breeding the next generation. I mean, MJF, Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, Hangman Page, the whole of the Dark Order, like Darby Allen, like they're, they're true to their fucking word. Like, the next generation looks good, looks really good. Hmm. I will. I will acknowledge. I can't. I. I haven't watched enough as it currently stands to to go further. However, I can't even talk about the next segment, Sandy which is Gavara, for fuck's sake. Santana and Ortiz, like there is so much good talent coming through. Like it's nuts. I am not knocking. I am not knocking their roster. Even it's a promotion that you, by your own admission, don't watch enough of. These are all names where you're like, yeah, that's a star. And this is only next generation. So they have (laughs) lived up their word. I'm not saying no. I'm not saying no, but that's how Impact was. When there was a guy called AJ Styles and there was a Christopher Daniels and this, that, and the other. Then you... He's not doing much. Yeah, I know, but you start to see these names come up. You start to get these names come up and then gradually, just saying be careful. It, there, there are certain trends that people yeah. have seen. That's all it is. It's be careful. Definitely We're not saying officially careful. it's there, but Definitely be careful be in what careful. you're doing. But I will say, if they stick on their current course, Use the stars of yesteryear to get that ratings pop, to get interest in. You you were fucking talking about it with Goldberg in WWE. You bring him in, you get a pop. Listen, I, 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 I do not want to see Sting fighting Kenny Omega for the world title. I do, I, and I am a, one of the biggest Sting marks out there. I don't want to see that, right? Do I want to see Sting doing what I called, which is helping Darby Allen and building his... Oh, can I just say Darby Island this last week on AW? Oh my God, coming in with a stinger entrance. I was like, this is sick. I feel like a 10 year old again. That would be a dick. It's a Shawn Michaels entrance. If you drop vertical, it's that's sting. That's <laughs> Sorry, HBK. No, 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 no. When you're right, no, you're right. <laughs> Nah, it was cool. It was cool. He should. What I found a bit odd though, I felt like he needed to disconnect the the thing because he was like fighting with, and I was like, it just it, it felt a bit uncomfortable watching. But Sting it was cool. Getting that fucking thing off his bag. But it was Every yeah. But this one was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Safety first. R.O.P. Owen Hart. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now on to our before last raw named worst wrestling TV show of the year. Now. Thank you, Uncle Dave. I don't like it, the politics. I don't like your wrestling views, but I cannot disagree with you here. It, it's it's difficult to say otherwise, isn't it? It's it's very difficult to say otherwise. As much as this is the home of the hurt business, it is as much as the home of the hurt business is also the home of retribution. It's also the home of the Viking prophets. It's also the home of raw underground. It's also the home of Omos being the giant ninja, followed by being the security to what have you like the consistency or you know it's it, it, the consistency behind it the the, the, the methodology title. behind it that though is based on their agreement with i can't even remember the network that they, that is it usa someone wanted essentially it's like the tnt title they wanted a title kind of exclusive to that and that was their best way of doing it, it 
it's a joke. I, um, it, it's got nothing on the hardcore title. Our truth is, I, a lot of people find him gold. It actually winds me up. Like he, he cuts good promos that makes me laugh, but the chronic winning just does me in. And there's not actual matches behind it. Not a la Crash Holly, where you know Crash would always just somehow come out on top. These are just that hardcore title. Crash went out loads of fun. Oh, it was awesome. All kinds of awesome. And you know what? Kudos to Bad Bunny for taking it off true for a bit. I love it. It's weird, but you I know do. why they put it on Bad Bunny, right? <laughs> Top four out of five t-shirts, yeah. Not only. Literally the same week as they put the title on him, he was going on Saturday Night Live to perform, and the deal was you've got to go out holding the 24-7 title. Smart business move. They know what they're doing. Never a lot of on the business. More people. Yeah. Yeah, and he was announced as the WWE twenty four seven champion. <laughs> well done. I'm telling Why you, man, their business team is mostly on point. Yeah, but yeah, booking team is completely different. It's the home of retribution. It's, I'm, I'm sorry to say, it's the home of what who has been probably one of the worst rest, professional wrestlers of the last twelve months, which is the Miz. Now you can bring this up again. Do you know what? Do you know this thing about Miz? Because I, I I looked deeper, and it's like. Three victories for the year, right? You see, and I'm not saying. saying Listen, but it's not huge, but it's also three singles victories. Now, it's the way people. So, when you look at it, most of Miz's year has been a tag team. Like, if you look at it for a past year, it's not huge. When I go, oh, it's fourteen, even out of fifty weeks in the year, that's not great. Don't get me wrong, but when you break it down, it's like when everyone was like Shelton Benjamin when he won the title. This is. Uh, raw since 2014 and he's been on for six years and he was gone for six years what do you want do you get what I'm saying Miz has nope. been booked as the NWA and Hill tag team it, it's part of what he was last year Wrestlemania Johnny Nitro won the Smackdown tag team titles for him and Miz essentially when you look at that from, you look at the year you go back a year he's been in tag team booking so if you're going to be like he's only had three singles victories he's a freaking tag team artist that's what his role has been this year. Cool. So then that's further evidence as to why he shouldn't be anywhere near the world title picture. It's also further evidence... Because Kofi Kingston on the new day was still meant to be in there. By the way, it's also further evidence why he shouldn't have been anywhere near the money in the bank. If he's been booked as a tag team guy, your beef with Otis was, where are we going with this? He's a tag team guy. The words Miz was a tag team guy this last year have just come out your mouth. No, yes, because they're talking about his singles victories. You can't talk about a man's single victory in tag titles. This is what I'm saying. Right. Also, Miz and Morrison right, should be more You can't talk about his singles that. victories in the tag title. I can talk about his singles victories in the scope of him being the world wrestling champion. That I can do. And then you want to flip the argument on me and be like, yeah, but it's a money in the bank thing. And I'll be like, but you just said he's a tag guy. And you had beef with Otis, the tag guy, holding the briefcase. So why is that beef on the basis of it being a tag guy not extended to the Miz, who you just said is a tag guy? <laughs> Your validation is real, but in the same breath, there are tag teams, and then there are guys who are in a tag team. So if oh the majority of your matches have been tag teams, listen, because listen, no, it's not that. Because if we're going to break down by this same logic. Right, if we are working on the same logic, are you ever going to say to me when DX was around, why is Triple H in a tag in a title match? No, there's this fuck off with that no. logic, AJ. That's a stable. Ha- no, D- DX were a physical tag team at the time, a physical yeah, tag team. They Sean walked out every week as a tag team. Yes, Sean and Hunter. Yeah. Yes. 
in their last incarnation, when he was at the top, essentially they were at the top and they were challenging for singles and tag. No one had a beef. Now, this is the same thing when it's you're looking DX. at Ethan Morrison. It's DX. There's some fucking history there. But DX is get out of jail and do anything you want card. But so is the Miz in a in a point when you're looking at that hill. Obviously, Randy Orton has had that moment. Who do you move on to next? We're, we're, I'm working on a standard bit. Is the Morrison are the same as DX? You did not just say that. I am saying the Miz merch alone would tell you DX will shit on them, let alone in ring capability. Mind you, Morrison is a flipping dynamite. However, what I'm getting at is. <laughs> What I'm getting? Why are we all looking? I'm the indefensible. Fuck me! Look look at the actual breakdown of this whole. We'll even take it to a group. Say all that again. You've cut like crazy. You have to look at a gen. You have to look at a full-on view of this. I understand you have a beef with the Miz, right? Which I can't get into at the moment. However, when you break it down to a man who's earned his dues for the company, has done single as well as tag, and that's the point, the way Miz and Morrison have operated, as much as they've been in a lot of tag feuds, we still acknowledge them as single superstars. Sadly, it was really sad the other day, I saw a poll out there which saw Morrison as Miz's henchman or sidekick. And I was like, dude, like you can't call Morrison his sidekick. The Sandow, the B-list, they were his sidekicks, but that's the way it is. So we still acknowledge him as a single star. He has had singles matches, but his current program was to put people over in a tag format. Hence the SmackDown tag team title. He was moved. All of us wanted to see him move separately. Him to Raw, keep Miz um, Morrison on SmackDown because we saw them as singles. We are aware they are operating in tag feuds, but they can go in singles matches. That is what I'm saying. The further point of him being this ultimate loser, if Miz wants a constant streak of victories, him being the money in the bank would have been a certified fact of cash in and win. When he has these losses and he's part of a tag team, it's like there's no chance he's going to win. When he does it, it's that extra shock and pissed off value. This is the way this thing works, my friend. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the way it works. Ten minutes. Jesus. We're in, we're in the same vein, so we will push it up. This is why I knew re- it's, it's going to get very difficult by going into this territory. I, I don't mind even opening on it. The reason I, I'm... it's I've got no beef with the... Squ- I was praising Sami Zayn at the top of the show, for fuck's sake. Yeah. The snivelling little weasel I am all for. That's why I, traditionally speaking, like The Miz. Last time the world was hating on The Miz, I was on the train with you saying, no, 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 he's gold because he's such a fucking weasel, right? There is no sense in this. On one hand, you are saying, don't worry about the singles run. He's been presented to us as a tag guy. In that same tag argument, you are saying that you didn't like Otis holding the money in the bank because he's a tag guy. Now they've done the same thing with The Miz. Do you know what's weird? And the only way I can break it down by by just putting it in a nutshell very quickly, I saw heavy machinery by even the fact that they well no because DX is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw heavy machinery as an actual tag team. Yeah. Miz and Morrison, you're always thinking, should they be like? I get it that your buddies, you tag, but this is the problem. How we're presented. I get it. I get it. But I think to the majority of people, still see Miz, unless you're a newbie, you wouldn't even see him as a tag guy. Majority of us still see them as singles guys, and this of is the course. problem. 
Of course. But by your own admission, you have not watched enough Raw over the last 12 months. Bro, I am telling you, objectively, as someone who traditionally likes The Miz, he has been the worst thing on TV, aside from maybe Retribution. Like, when he gets on TV, normally the show fucking lifts when he comes on, because you're either on the whole, I love to hate him, or I just hate him. But you feel an emotion. This last 12 months, when he's come on, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, give me the option to fast forward, please. It was I get terrible. it. I get it. Before the tag title, I felt that way seeing him on SmackDown. I haven't seen him on Raw, but when he was on SmackDown, I felt terrible, that way. It, it just wasn't awful. I say it again. I say it again, and there's nothing against it. It's him and Morrison just hasn't worked out this time around, and I don't know why they're still locking onto it. It's sad. Do you it's know sad. what shocked me? Yes, we agree. Him and Morrison hasn't worked out. What shocked me is how fucking bad his promos have become, and that's never been his shortcoming. I'm like, this guy is gold on the mic. His promos suck. And I'm like, hang on. This was your big skill. I, I, I will review. I will review. As I said, I'm not in a position, but I am chain watching at the moment. So we will, we will, we will address. Okay. Finally, we're going to hit this one. You're doing a Nico Nitro. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Trust me. In a very condensed moment, because I'm really essentially awards, guys. You're going to see some awards. I'm going to try and interact with you guys on. So, but in order for me to really be objective, I need to also have a voice to be able to acknowledge in what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I can't yeah. be blind in this. So, this is the way it goes. So it's going All to be right, a, bit inter- a bit like our Rushmore. Yeah. Okay. And last problem is first world problems with Peacock. Please hit me with this one because I'm clueless as to where this goes. Right. So we we talked about the brilliance of doing this Peacock deal about how, you know, the network is this is for the US listeners and for people, uh, US wrestling fans, because Peacock, thank God, based on what I'm about to say, doesn't exist in the UK. So WWE Network obviously migrating over to Peacock, $1 billion deal. Happy days, right? I think I know the first world problem. I think I know it, but let me see if you call it. Oh, it's plural, mate. There's a few. Okay. There's a few. So it doesn't seem like the biggest of deals, but I can see why this this first one would be a a frustration. Can I call it? Go. It's that you're not able to, you have to, if it's a pay-per-view, you can't like start from the beginning. You have to watch it live. It's an actual live stream first time around. So that's one of them. That is the first one I was going to hit on. Let's say basically you're five or ten minutes late, which you and me have been sometimes to a mania, and we just go, up, oh, play from beginning. Yeah. You do not have that option anymore. <laughs> that's kind of shit. It is, it is. service to not have that option is kind of stupid. Yeah, everyone has it now. It, it, it costs nothing to do. Like, it's nothing to do that. Now, here's the other one. Mania has some length on it, right? I mean, it's got some days on it by this point, but normally it's got some length on it, yeah? Bathroom breaks are required. Hey, bro, can you just pause that while I go to the bathroom? You've just had that option removed from you. You can't pause live pay-per-views anymore. Again, first of all, problems, but these are very annoying. Completely, completely, but you see how that is. These are very annoying. These are very annoying. Um, Here's something which... Maybe a bit for you, but okay. So replays are not going to be immediately available. So for the hardcores who what you know stay up until like one a.m. For us, it's one a.m. here, obviously fine, and we don't have peacocks so again. This doesn't really affect us here, right? But people who do not watch these shows live, you know, because sometimes these shows happen like you know 
early, you know, sorry, late afternoon. Some motherfuckers are still at work, you know. Mm. The time difference is that they go home. They're like, okay, I'll watch the replay at home. I'll just stay offline. Nope. Don't have instant replays. It's not like the event finishes and you can watch the replay. It takes hours. They've even said in some cases it could take days for the replay to come up. You can't do that to a mania. Like, if I've missed mania, I don't want... You can't do that to a fucking... No, but but bear in mind that to kick off, you're kicking off with mania, and that's how you want to treat... Is it? I thought Fastlane was the last of the actual network. Fastlane was the first one. Then, yeah, that's, that's, that's not good. It's not good. Now, on the road to WrestleMania. Which I think this actually stops becoming a oh, first world problem. I can't pause my live wrestling event, you know? Uh, this for me actually goes beyond being a first world problem. So people pay for the network, right? They pay their monthly fee, right? <laughs> they were told it's just going to migrate over to Peacock. Nothing happens to your account. You can still watching. Nope. You need to sign up to Peacock in order to keep using your wrestling account. I had a feeling that was happening. I had a feeling it would happen. Kind of like Prime. It's like Prime, isn't it? Because you know Prime have got like, they've got their own stars and all these stuff. Or hey, you. You have to sign up to Prime and then you sign up for the subdivision. Not good. Not good. Really not good, right? Now this... No, not good. This is not WWE's fault. I am not throwing any shade at Vince, the business team. This is absolutely not WWE's fault. But... For a streaming service to not be able, <laughs> <laughs> my younger nephew has just joined, so I'm just showing, I'm just introducing him to Nico for the first time. Kaylin, Kaylin, say oh, hello. Be my future G, huh? <laughs> yep, the mini, the, the, the mini, the fir- the, 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 yeah, follow, following Zany. That's the next silver screen dude in training. But yes, continues. <laughs> yeah, it, this is not WWE's fault. This is. This is just bad from Peacock, man. And it yeah. just makes me happy. And it, this is going to sound really patronizing to say, but we're not in the US, so... <laughs> it's kind of that way, isn't it? It's kind of that way. We, we are like the last country, and I'm like, I just keep praying, like, please just stay the network over here. Just do not secure a deal with anyone. Just please yeah, remain as the network over here. They will do. I know they will, because they, they, they need the money. Not in a bad way, but they, they, they you know... It's what they're doing, it's recouping. That you know, they're signing these five year deals of the network. After that, who knows what will happen? But yeah, I'm, I'm so happy for every month that we still have the network over here. It, it, it's a bastardly term, but I'm all over it for now. I'm all over it for now. But guys, yes, that was a we're better than you kind of Mr. Morrison ended. Like, deal with it. We have a network, you don't. But uh, no, honestly, fuck you, Ms. and Morrison. That's an MJF ending. <laughs> Was it, what was it? It's, it's not. I'm better. I'm better than you, and you know it. No, be jealous. That yeah, was it. Bro. Be jealous. Yeah, be jealous. That's their one. <laughs> be jealous. The old school Rizzo Morrison dirt sheet duo. But yeah, okay. Hey, hey, we're using our network. <laughs> but anyway, we won't even go into those awesome, those terrible, awful raps because that's why people stop tuning into Ms. Morrison. So, guys, thank you so much um, for tuning in. We yeah, we hope you, you've enjoyed it. Again, if this is your first time, do please come back and share it with people. If you want to talk wrestling, yes, it's been very WWE-focused, but we do do AEW. We're going to try and touch on Impact. New Japan, we'll see, because, hey, they've got their deal. Ring of Honor, can't promise. It does. It's not really available in the UK, but, guys... 
do do hit us up, please. Ministry of Wrestling on Instagram. Ministry of Wrestling on Facebook. <laughs> Nearly six hundred subscribers there. I'm so shocked. And M O W News on Twitter. I, I'm working on it. I'm killing with everyone again. So please hit us up on that one, Nico. As well as that, where can people find out about the Silver Screen Dudes? The Silver Screen Dudes also host the Movie Matt Rushmore podcast. This is our flagship show available on every single same podcast platform that you can find the Ministry of Wrestling on. It is a weekly top 10 movie show. We each get pick a topic. We decide what makes the eventual four, which are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of whatever topic we're picking that week. You can find the Ministry of Wrestling on Twitter. Sorry, you can find the Movie Matt Rushmore on Twitter at MovieMTRushmore on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Silver Screen Dudes. And you can so currently, can I just say this very, very shortly, just for anyone looking for it, at the moment it's THE Silver Screen Dudes, just for two weeks because we've done a slight name change on the Instagram. So there's not a post at the moment, but there probably will be by the time this goes out. So it's THE Silver Screen Dudes on Instagram, T-H-E Silver Screen Dudes. And in two weeks' time, it will be back to Silver Screen Dudes. <laughs> just in case anyone's looking. Find out what everything the Silver Screen Dudes are doing, you can follow us at yeah. www.silverscreendudes.com. The, web- the website is now back up and running. That's the one as well. It's, it's all up there, guys. It's all happening. So until the next time, I have been the one AJ. Shout out to the ones, because without you, there are none. And over to you, Nico. I'm Double V, the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, Nico Leroux. Shout out to my Nicoholics. Okay, guys, you're all part of the ministry. So until next week, I'm signing out. See ya. See ya. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. It's time to redefine success. Meet body, fun workouts, and a week off. Healthy eating and indulgence. Liking yourself no matter what. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.